surely he is an open enemy for you surah al-baqara verse 208 the first point to note here is that allah taala has addressed people as oh you who believe meaning the people being addressed are those who already believe in kalma tayyiba and kalma shahadat but they are still being asked to enter islam the point to ponder is that if a person has already accepted iman then what does entering islam mean for that person Generally, people think that Islam and Iman are the same, but in this verse, Allah Taala is saying that oh, those who have Iman enter Islam, which would mean that Iman and Islam are two separate entities. And even after accepting Iman, it is also important to enter Islam. Islam is an Arabic word. It literally means subjugating oneself in front of someone superior to oneself, becoming obedient to someone. and obeying their commands it means that reciting the kalama verbally believing in allah taala's oneness the prophet of hazrat muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam and the day of judgment are by themselves not sufficient to fulfill the commandment of entering islam completely to enter islam completely it's necessary that a person starts accepting and obeying all the commandments of allah taala and the teaching of the holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam Allah Taala has used the word same word Islam when narrating the st- story of Hazrat Ibrahim alayhi salam in Quran Kareem Allah Taala had commanded Hazrat Ibrahim alayhi salam to sacrifice his son Hazrat Ismail alayhi salam by slaughtering him by slaughtering him the same event we celebrate every year in the form of Eid al-Adha it was the same son Allah Taala had granted Hazrat Ibrahim alayhi salam after many prayers if one examines this command of the basis of logic and reasoning alone then there's no rational argument that can support the practice of a father slaughtering his son nor can this principle be justified according to the principles of justice but when allah taala command allah taala's command came hazrat ibrahim alayhi salam said to his son he ibrahim said oh my little son i have seen in a dream that i'm slaughtering you so consider what is your opinion surah 37 verse 102 hazrat ibrahim alayhi salam didn't ask this question because he had any doubts about what he was supposed to do he asked as a as a test to, to see what his son would say but the son was also the son of khalilullah meaning friend of allah he did not ask father what have i done wrong what crime have i committed in punishment of for which you are going to kill me rather he replied oh my dear father do what you have been ordered to do you will find me inshallah one of those who endure patiently surah 37 verse 102 hazrat ibrahim alayhi salam also did not ask oh allah why are you ordering me to kill my beloved son what is the reason or the logic behind it when the son and the father then learned that this was this command had come from allah taala 
they both surrendered themselves to it. Quran Kareem has used the following verse to refer to the incident when father and son got ready to obey the command of Allah Ta'ala, meaning when the son, that is Hazrat Ismail was lying on the ground and the father, that is Hazrat Ibrahim was ready to slaughter him. So when both of them submitted, submitted themselves, bracket to Allah's will, bracket closed, Allah's will, bracket closed, and he laid them on his forehead, Surah 37, verse 103. The Holy Quran has used the word Aslama for this occasion, meaning when both father and son submitted themselves to the will of Allah. It means that in Quranic terminology, Islam means that a person submits oneself totally to the will and command of Allah Ta'ala. And once Allah Ta'ala has given a command, then rather than it means that, O oh believers, you have recited the kalima, but now you need to enter Islam. And the way to do that is to submit one's will completely to the will of Allah Ta'ala, to accept and obey every command that comes from Allah Ta'ala. The question is, why should we accept Allah Ta'ala's commandments without questioning them? The reason is that if we only obey those commandments which seem logical to us, or make sense to us and do not obey those commandments which we cannot understand, then we are not really obeying Allah Ta'ala. We are obeying our logic and reason. Allah Ta'ala has granted human beings some means of gaining knowledge in this world. The first of these means is a person's sense organs. We can gain knowledge through our eyes by looking through at things, through our ears by hearing things and through our skin by touching things. For example, if there is a microphone in front of me, my eyes will tell me what it looks like. My ears will tell me it is carrying my voice afar, and my touch sense will tell me that it is hard in consistency and is made of some sort of metal. However, Allah Ta'ala has set boundaries for these sources of knowledge, outside of which they do not work. For example, eyes cannot impart knowledge through listening, ears cannot see, and the tongue can neither see nor hear. If, if a person wants to close his eyes and wants to see the world uh, through his ears, then everyone will call him stupid because ears are not meant to be uh, seeing things. They're not created for seeing things. All these sense organs are very useful, but they only work within their own boundaries and cannot work outside those boundaries. Then there comes a stage beyond which a person's sense organs cannot help him. For example, while our eyes can tell us what a microphone looks like, they cannot tell us how it came into being or who made it. At this stage, there is another source of knowledge which helps us, which is a human being's ability to reason. Reason tells us that such an instrument cannot come into logic by itself, come into being by itself. It must have been designed by an expert human being. So where our sense organs fail to help us any further, Allah Ta'ala has granted us with reason to gain further knowledge and understanding. However, just like the sense organs are not unlimited in the knowledge they can provide, similarly, the sphere is, of reason is also not unlimited. There comes a point beyond which reason is also unable to continue to provide guidance and wisdom to human beings and to guide to guide us where reason stops working, Allah Ta'ala has granted us 
a third source of knowledge, which is called Wahi, which is the divine revelation that comes from Allah Ta'ala to his prophets. This Wahi guides us where reason alone was not sufficient and where reason could not provide full guidance by itself. For example, the knowledge that there is going to be another life after this one in that, and in that life will be presented before Allah Ta'ala and we will be held accountable for all the deeds we have committed in this life and that if we are successful, we will go to paradise and if we fail in that exam, we will go to hell. We would never have come to know about these matters through reason alone unless Allah Ta'ala had sent Wahi to his prophets who then informed us about what is going to happen and going to happen to us after we die. To guide us about these matters, Allah Ta'ala granted us a third source of knowledge which is called Wahi. The Wahi comes only in those matters where human beings, intellect and reason are unable to help and guide them. That is exactly why it is sent. However, if a person starts saying that I will not accept or obey Wahi unless it makes intellectual sense to me or looks reasonable to me, it's just like as if he's insisting that I'll not accept something unless I see it with my own ears. Sometimes people say that they do not believe in paradise and hell because they do not make sense to them intellectually. What people ignore is that our knowledge and experience and therefore our intellect and reasoning are limited to our physical realities. We cannot step outside of these physical realities to be able to learn things beyond those physical realities. That is why Allah Ta'ala has sent prophets to teach us about what lives beyond the reach of our knowledge. And the whole test of Iman is to believe in what we cannot see. If everyone was able to see hell and paradise, then believing in them would have been no test of Iman. Similarly, when deeds are, which deeds are good and which are bad, what is haram and what is halal, which deeds are liked, liked by Allah Ta'ala and which deeds are not liked by Allah Ta'ala, this has all been revealed to us through Wahi and not left to reason alone. And reason, as reason alone would have been unable to decide what is good and what is bad for everyone. This is the end of part one of the talk. وَآخِرُ الدَّوَانَ أَنِ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ